Salty Bro Podcast. Salty Bro Podcast, book club. Yeah, I'm, I'm not wearing a shirt because I don't give a fuck anymore, dude. Like, I just got I just got done getting a pump in, bro. Just got out of the shower. Down to talk about the issue, dude. I just don't care anymore. You're truly free in the moment. Yeah, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna put a shirt on. But yeah, this is welcome to the show. Um, if you're listening, you can't see my nipples. They've been photoshopped out. <laughs> They're photoshopped out. Yeah. Well, we just we're back. We're we're doing this live over the internet because I am in Portland and and uh, Dave is in where are you, Dave? Atlanta. Atlanta. But even so, the show must go on. And this is exciting because this week we've got notes. We have notes and preparations. I'm excited. And I got my new hat that says, I will meditate and then destroy you. Through the power of chi. That's right. So first things first, Dave, I want to ask you this. Hit me. Do you believe in the force? I do. I love that concept. I love that there's a universal theme, uh, something that connects us all. Um, But more importantly, I, I can grasp the concept that Things need to be balanced. Um, imbalance causes all kinds of problems. And you know, I have seen that in my own life when things are kind of not even, essentially. Um, and man, I was walking in the woods yesterday and I could just feel it. I could feel this energy and it was rad to be a, a part of that and in that moment right uh jogging through this trail system and then like maybe it was just my like my mind but the air definitely felt more like pure i was more aware of what was going on like i was more in tune with nature and uh, i'd much rather be in like in that than you know, like a city block where there's just a lot of stuff going on and I'm like bombarded by noise and distraction and uh, that's just more of my style. Yeah, it's easier to get in touch with yourself in nature and, uh, you know, not even just yourself, but the higher self, like the self that's in everything and all aspects of being, the force, so to say. I had a, uh, I had a really cool experience one time. I was at Red Top Mountain and I was running the trail and I hit this space where while I was jogging, uh, it felt like I was no longer running. It felt like the trail and the nature and the earth was running me. I get that. Yeah, it was like I was just, I was being, I don't know. It was like I was not thinking or it was just all happening on its own. And I bring it up because I was, I've been really into Joseph Campbell and mythology recently. And I was falling to a YouTube K-hole watching stuff about you know, spirituality and the psyche and all these, you know, deep topics that we're going to be discussing in, in this, this, this week's chapter of waking up. Um, this chapter is deep, bro. Like my mind, we were having the discussion earlier and we didn't want to get too deep into it. So we didn't actually do the show, but it was really difficult at first. But then as you start moving through this second chapter of consciousness, man, there is, some real 
really interesting information in there. And I just felt for lack of a better term, like my mind just essentially like opening up and uh, almost like a flower kind of like budding to this information because it was just new concepts and new perspective is what I would be to say there. Yeah, it confused the shit out of me, bro. <laughs> I was, I mean, like I said earlier, dude, I was having to Google words, you know, like to see what they meant. And that was, it really took some, it took some effort for me to understand some of the concepts he was presenting. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, one of the things that I was cracking up at was he constantly talks about your mind being the most powerful weapon and that it's in all these scenarios that you've ever experienced in life. And then I thought about um, that old eighties, like drug campaign where it's like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. And I was like, fuck, like I have blunted my weapon in my lifetime. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. It's like, just like the force, just like we were talking about earlier, but the, the sharper that our mind is and the more clear our mind is, the more effective our energy can be. Like I was writing about this the other day, the whole mindful and meditative practice is in essence, what it's doing is it's cultivating a sense of presence about an individual. So when you are fully embodied in the moment, when you're fully engaged in life as it expresses itself through you and around you, you attain a level of presence. It's almost as if you're a fucking Jedi and, and nobody's verbal attacks or negativity can bring you down because you're just in the stream of, of the force, so to say. You're just a positive conduit for, for, for uh, energy itself. Man, <clears throat> I realized something uh, after reading this chapter and kind of picking up some of the pieces that he has thrown down on the table so far is what I think I know about my life. I really don't know shit because my perspective, depending on which side of my brain has processed that information or that experience or that, you know, fill within the gap there could be completely wrong. It could be completely different than what I remember. And I could have, I don't, I don't want to say made it up, but the experience I think that I had could be drastically different than what actually happened. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this on the way over here to, to get to this uh, conversation. And man, I remember there was a turning point in my life when I was about like 25. And I realized that none of the ideas, ideologies, belief systems, structures, anything that I had been given to as a kid uh, by my parents or influences socially or experiences none of those were my own ideas they had been given to me and i was taught those things and i was like man this is kind of bullshit like i want to tear all this stuff down level it out and like start anew and like formulate my own perspective on the world and that's kind of what i did yeah it's what do you mean that's what you did like that's what i, I started on that journey to do was like level all those things and begin to like learn what am I into? What, what are my beliefs? What's my perspective on things uh, rather than like be influenced by outside sources? Yeah. Where, where are you at with that uh, so far? I mean, this is, this, this is our second episode week two of you doing the app and reading the book and doing your meditative practice. Where are you at with that? 
it's funny because I still don't know anything, right? Like rather than me letting my ego fly and think that I have all this like wisdom and ideology and like understanding, man, I, I find I can get much more value out of the experience if I just reduce myself down to the moment and like take things as they come rather than like project what may or may not happen in the situation. Um, or think that I can like feel a certain way if this happened, you know what I mean? Like I would rather be in the moment than to try to take all these things that I think I know and use them to project what, what outcomes are going to be. I need to get out of that business. It doesn't work for me. Absolutely, dude. It was like, that's been the challenge that I've been working through these last, I, I can actually say the number 10 days. So for the last 10 days, I've published something on my website, a new piece of writing or a podcast or a video. I've published something fresh every day for 10 days. It's the longest streak I've had because I'm, 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 I want to cultivate and learn how to express and embody my truth without a fear of, uh, or without the need for results or response or validation. Which is tough, right? Like we, we live in that world, like it has moved into that zone where it's really easy to get caught up on those things. And, you know, what I had to do for myself, man, was the um, say on my Instagram page, I deleted a lot of things and a lot of pictures and moments, um, not because I was ashamed of them, but because I went back and I looked at them and I realized, man, I was just kind of full of shit. Like I was posting these things to project a narrative and, I didn't like it. I didn't like what I was producing because it was very fake to me. And rather than people see these things and say, Hey, well, wow, he looks like this. I would rather you get to know me and, and have, I don't want to say the experience that sounds so cheesy, but like have the opportunity to get to know me and like, let's talk about where I've been. Let's talk about where you've been. Like that is a much more impactful and meaningful moment in my life than for you to just scroll through decide that you like it, double tap it, and then move on about your day. Yeah, you, we, I'm, I'm with you, dude. I want to have real conversations and real connections, you know? And it seems to me that if I want to, if I want to experience that, I have to, what I, what I output, you know, is a rep to an extent a representation of where I am. I like, he was talking in this chapter about affecting like people's reality and like how there is an ethical responsibility um, that kind of underlies the surface with us to just treat people, animals and things as to like not disrupt their consciousness and interfere with that. And, you know, what I found interesting about that was, man, I, I'm, I'm a hunter. I hunt things. Right. And essentially, like I affect their consciousness. Um, but in the cycle of life, in those, in that, in that uh, hobby, um, I use those things to fuel my body and to like project me onto this path. And I love to be back in nature, giving those things food and, and other things that are like in that life cycle. It's very interesting. It really kind of opened my eyes up to that. Yeah. I, I it, it seemed to me he was making a point to the idea of religio religiosity. Yeah. Like the idea that if my beliefs are going to 
supersede your conscious experience, if I'm going to project what I believe onto you and, and potentially harm you or try to change you, I'm doing a disservice to you, essentially. I would agree. I, how I interpret yeah. it. Yeah, that's what I took away from it too, that it's, I have this ethical responsibility to stay true to myself and to let you as a human being or a creature essentially experience that level of consciousness without interfering it. And if I do interfere with it, I need to try to um, keep my footprint minimal. And that's interesting what you brought out about the hunting thing. And I think it's, I think it's interesting because, you know, especially with this being a book club, I'm sure, and we'll be reading different authors, but Sam Harris has his own point of view, you know? Right. And he has his own, you know, he is not like if the idea that if, if I know that I'm always wrong and I adhere to that, you know, maybe other people are also wrong. And that's almost uh, to get weird, but that's a tenet of chaos magic is like nothing is true. <laughs> well, I mean, but if you read, if you start getting deeper into this, man, I could be dreaming right now. I could be fully asleep because in, re in this reality, I'm not testing the boundaries or laws. Like he even talked about that, about how the only way we know that we're dreaming is much like in the inception where we start pushing these boundaries of um, physics and stuff like that. And then if they don't hold true to real science, like then you can kind of, oh, well, like I'm dreaming, right? But I don't know if I am or not right now. I could be. Well, I think we know we're not because we can affect, it's not, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm asleep. I feel awake. We could be. We could be, I mean, we could be in tubes somewhere, like in the matrix, potentially. Or even like the allegory of the cave, like a Plato's theory. But I mean, that's the thing, dude. The only thing that we can truly know that's real is our conscious experience. That's kind of what he, he mentioned in there was like, you know, all this is well and fun, but like I'm sitting here writing in a coffee shop and this is the only place I want to be and people are running all around me and I can say without a, without a shadow of a doubt that I exist. Right. But I can't say that about anyone else. Which is kind of rad. Right. And then it also it plays into the fact that we are responsible. We are re responsible for everything we think and everything we feel to the extent that we allow it. So it's like the whole meditative and mindful practice is being aware that we're thinking in a way that and aware that we're feeling so we can recognize that we aren't those things. That if I'm going to carry my negative thoughts outwardly into the world or I'm going to carry my bad temperament and mood at people, I'm doing a disservice to their conscious experience. I'm responsible right. for that. Right. He talked about that today uh, in the daily meditation, man. He was talking about, he was probing to get you to think about where these thoughts come from, right? Like, because I don't know. Like, if I'm sitting there meditating and these thoughts come in, I have no idea where they formulated. It's obviously got to be some level of my subconscious bringing them up for some reason. And I love how when he starts getting into how powerful the subconscious is uh, in our overall consciousness, um, I don't think it gets talked about enough. No, it doesn't. I mean, that's why it's so important to, to create time for ourselves throughout the day to be alone to do these practices. 
because the only way we we work through the subconscious um i guess the subconscious way of being or how we are is by letting it rise to the surface and it's not in this book but another book i'm reading but the whole process of becoming the whole process of enlightenment itself is only bringing negativity and painful past or future projections to awareness like there's no solution other than awareness that we have to be able to recognize when we're feeling and thinking things through us and realizing that they're not us but letting them letting them come out and breathe to exhale so to say right and did you see the example that he had in there where he was talking about how this is and this is how powerful the subconscious is you could teach a person with amnesia how to play golf on a high level to where they would be fully capable of learning to play the game of golf but never understand like what they're doing there i guess if that makes sense like you know yeah. they're not gonna remember yeah a anybody who's like anybody who has amnesia they don't remember how they learned anything right so, like he was saying like the golf pro the golfer went up to the team was like really believed new to his core amnesiac had never swung before he's like i'm gonna fuck this up right. and he goes and just fucking nails it dude because we retain our skills it's like somebody going to the piano who has amnesia 80 years old with amnesia sits down on the piano and just all, knows how to play a symphony he doesn't know how he does it it's it's amazing um and i think one of the things that really struck out to me too was how he was making sure that to discuss how our brain works in like this like synchronistic fashion um how powerful each hemisphere is and how important it is that both of those kind of get unified uh to essentially help us have a more like conscious experience and that's kind of segues into the force into the the idea of, of like things happening on their own through us you know, like right now, up until this point, this conversation has been organic, right? It's just we're right. going back and forth and, and we're sharing things as they're arising through us, right? So when you have the situation that Sam Harris described in the book of the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere essentially being their own individual entities within a human brain, and we actually have a split we, if we have um, two sides operating at the same time. And he described a split person, uh, what is it called? A split personality or a split brain? Split brain. So he, split he, brain. he talked about how they have procedure where they've had to cut the cord between the brain to create a split brain in these individuals. And one side of the brain will have its own idea of what it wants that is antithesis, that is the antithesis of the other side, right? Yeah. So that's all conscience thinking, right? But to, right. but to get to the, the, the force or the flow or the Tao is when there is no thought, when you, you actually just express like you, Joseph Campbell refers to it as following your bliss. The thing that you're doing where you don't have to think, you don't have to strategize, it just flows out of you, your curiosity or your interest or your passion. It's not something I'm having to fucking rationalize in my brain about what it is or isn't. It's that scene when it's the scene when Luke Skywalker is about to blow up the Death Star and Ben Kenobi comes in and says, yo, bro, use the force. You don't need the tech. You don't need your thoughts. You don't need left and right brain. Just close your eyes and fucking let it rip. Great scene, by the way. Yeah, I know that was a, a womp rat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, 
I think when you say that to me, man, I really believe the the more that I reduce my stimulation to certain things and the more that I stop looking outward to like satisfy me and then the more that I start to turn inward with meditation with trying to tap into my you know conscious and subconscious world um, the happier I'll be right because I have this belief that the more work I do in that arena, um, like you're talking about with the force, I will innately be attracted to more things that are going to enrich my life and kind of recoil from things that are going to bring me negativity and pain or any one of those uh, negative emotions or experiences. Um, you know, and my, my ideas and beliefs on what I believe will make me happy right now are changing as a result of the work that I've been putting in. Um, I'm super attracted to certain hobbies that maybe two years ago, I would have been like, no way. I'm super attracted to um, other activities that are like moving me in a direction that I don't think I would be on had I not started this work. Yeah, I've had the same exact experience as the moment I started doing this work, doing the meditation and mindful practices. Um, the more spontaneous things seem to happen and the more it's been a steady improvement of my reality since I've started that, um, I don't know. It's like the idea that no one or no thing can provide me happiness or make me content or give me the peace that I, that I seek. It has to be found within myself. Agree. Have you noticed anything like, and I'll follow back and I'll give you my example, but have you noticed any kind of, innately driven uh, interest that things that you are now more interested in um, than you since you've started doing this stuff yeah I mean just yesterday morning randomly as fuck I woke up learning about the stock market like I, I went and opened up an investment account I threw some money at some stocks I'd ne I'd, I've never done that in my entire life right but I just found this curiosity. This, there was a synchronistic moment that happened with, between a friend of mine uh, on the internet. And I, I found myself digging in and learning and researching. And it was like, I enjoyed doing it. It was something I totally didn't expect. <laughs> I just remember I called you the pup of Portland. <laughs> Dude, Portland, bro. Turn, turns out, turns out that it's an issue and I need to, I need to not, I, I should, I should be very careful with this stuff because the, the fucking Jew in me is so scared. Like I'm so scared of losing my money <laughs> and like I'm so and I'm so I don't know what I'm doing and it's causing me to bring me out of the moment sure. so it was really a learning it's been a learning experience yesterday and today with it of realizing my relationship with you know this new form of, of uh, I guess uh, this new curiosity yeah like man I, I really can't describe it but I just seem to have this innate spark that is kindling kind of under the surface right now where I want to learn to scuba dive and I want to go underwater and like get into that world because I've always heard that um, being in the ocean like that, whether it's surfing or whatever, even scuba diving uh, is like the closest 
to like spiritual that you could be because you're literally connected. You're totally submerged or like you're riding a wave and you know, that's about as close to it as you could possibly get. And I can't explain it because it just kind of came out of left field for me. And it's definitely something that I want to continue to pursue and push because I feel like it would elevate, you know, my, my overall experience uh, with things. Yeah. The, the other thing that that's been a huge impact on me since doing all this stuff has been how much I enjoy doing nothing and how much the simplest things of just tossing a ball with someone with Eli in the front yard, just playing catch with him, just tossing a ball, just sitting there out on the porch, looking at trees, listening to music, how enjoyable nothing is to me. Yeah. And, and then also like, it feels like uh, Melissa gives me shit, but like, it feels like every meal I have is the best meal I've ever had. Like it's, I'm, I'm truly, it feels like a, and, and a friend messaged me today. He's like, how are you doing with adulting? You know? And I was like, man, I gotta be honest. It feels like I'm an old man who finally figured out his weight. Mm. Where, where I, and, and I wrote this email out to him and another buddy yesterday where uh, another friend that I went on the road to recovery with, he asked me, um, you know, have you been doing any epic shit? And what I wrote in response, I read it back and was like, whoa, bro, I've been doing a fucking lot. But it has felt like nothing. Everything feels like it's just happening on its own. Um, like I was saying earlier, like with the, with the 10 posts on the website, all these podcasts, the videos, the raising the funds for shared space, you know, the, all the traveling, it's like all this shit I've been doing and it, it feels no different than just a, uh, nothing feels different, uh, any different than just a nice relaxing, tossing a ball with Eli on the backyard. Everything just feels like this organically fluid experience since I've been doing this, this work. How, how difficult was it for you to start down this, this path uh, to be open-minded enough to get here? Because what I'm curious of are the people listening to this podcast or seeing this podcast who can kind of be overwhelmed with, well, like, how do I start? How do I just start this work? So this is what's really cool is it's happening right now. Right. If you're still listening, because the issue is the way that, like you were saying earlier, my brain's been fucking programmed by everyone else but me. Exactly. So like, this is it. Congratulations. You've arrived. Like, and it's the, it's the craziest thing for me on my end being a seeker and trying to figure out more and dig deeper into this, these practices. New, like I mentioned Joseph Campbell earlier, new mentors keep showing up, you know, in the form of YouTube videos, different books that I'm finding and people are recommending and I'm, and I'm actually listening to people. Cause if I, if I think I know I'm fucked. Yeah. That's dangerous for me is to think that. And I think that's one thing. Um, that I have taken away from the experience is reality is man, like I, I know very little, if anything at all. And I am this tiny microcosm of a thing that is having a conscious experience, but all these other things and realities are going on across the world and in the universe right now that I have, I can't see and I'm not actually experiencing it, but I'm still part of it. If that makes some sense. Yeah. It's the butterfly that flaps its wings in Malaysia, you know? 
every everything that's that that exists right now we wouldn't exist without it like i wouldn't be here without you right and it's like that on a cosmic scale from the earth to the breath to the blood to the relate i mean everything even information that's the trippiest part is a, a good idea that gets into your brain you know from seemingly nowhere can change the way you you experience reality true do you think it's better to have ideas or beliefs I think it's, well, dude, I don't think beliefs are helpful at all. I think, I think what we want to do is learn how to have faith and um, learn how to trust. And what I'm really interested in is, is the practical technique of getting myself out of the way. That's tough, bro. Damn tough. <clears throat> I heard a quote once and it, and it's always stuck with me and it was something I was thinking about on the way over here as well, but. You know, essentially, it's better to have um, an idea versus a belief because beliefs are so concrete and like rooted in all this dogma or maybe something somebody else gave you, you know, to believe. But an idea can be changed as information comes in. And I always liked that once I heard it because it, it just kind of flipped a switch for me, um, you know, contempt prior to experience like i can have this idea of what i think i believe or what i think that i know but if i continue to evolve and educate myself and experience different things on levels um that's more powerful to me i think yeah absolutely i mean think about the uh, your life like the idea for your life six months ago versus today oh it's radically different radically yeah. different yeah, and, and if you had a belief that you needed to do what you were doing six months ago, imagine how much stress and pain you would be feeling. Yeah, it was different times then, man. Like, and that's kind of where the force comes into play, right? Like, things happen on their own merit, and I'm, I'm meant to be right here right now. But um, I'm grateful to have, like, landed in this spot and to be having these discussions just because – you know, like if we're alone in space, you're my space buddy. Like you're making sure like I don't drift too far away. Yeah. I mean, here's the spaceman right here, dude. Exactly. See? <laughs> <laughs> um, so and that's one of the things I was just thinking about. Well, what you said was like, that's all of us. Like we're in this human body and we're free falling through time and space. And none of us know where we're going or where we're going to end up. Right. Where's like, Doc Brown when you need one? Where's what? Where's Doc Brown when you need him? Yeah, dude. Back in the time machine. Yeah, dude. And that's the thing is like time itself is like, what is it? Like there's only one time and it's now. And, you know, it's for me, it's like, yes, the value of what we're doing right now is keeping up, keeping ourselves, I guess, just it's to me, it feels like we're attempting to understand the experience of falling forward. Yeah, <clears throat> I think for me, my experience is not to have that because this is what I'm guilty of, right? Like I'm guilty of trying to have the like thousand yard stare and be looking so far ahead in the future and constantly kind of like peeking over my shoulder to try to use the past to guide me into the future. And the reality is like, I'm missing certain key elements on the path that I'm on that will help me and serve me down the road. And so where I'm at in my practice and what's going on with me is I'd rather be like just 
rather than like 50% attentive in the future and 50% attentive in the past, I'd rather be like 100% right here, right now. And that is so difficult to do, but so drastically rewarding, at least from, you know, the, the short amount of time that I've been practicing, I've seen a lot of benefits. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what Sam has to say because he hasn't mentioned higher power or really any esoteric principle or universal force yet. Right. He, he really hasn't mentioned the unknown or the, the, the essence of, of, of uh, I guess, just con like collective consciousness, you know. Um, and that's, that's what makes it interesting to me is wondering if he goes there because the, the reality is, and, and this is what I'm learning personally, is that my life is miserable when I'm trying to make it go the way I think it should go. My life is infinitely better when I let go and let the universe design or will its way for me. So the process of that, like you, it always ends up at that God question. Because even, even in this whole second chapter, he's talking about all, we, all these mysteries of consciousness. And I, I wrote a note here, dude. This was my note, dude. He spent the whole first, the first part, it was a bunch of do about nothing. It felt like, um, and excuse my French, <laughs> but it felt like he was jerking himself off intellectually to arrive at something really simple. We don't know what consciousness is. And yeah, I would agree with that. And he said, we don't know how we got here or why we're here. He was basically like, yeah, well, I'm, my guess is just as good as anyone else's as to why we exist or how we exist. Yeah, he said they had no answers for, they've run all these, these tests and conducted all these like scientific experiments, but they, you know, they couldn't figure it out still. And um, I loved how he starts talking about the, like the dual process of things, about how like we have on one phase, like this really primal, like automatic evolutionary uh, part of our brain. So like if I'm <clears throat> attracted to something, someone or an activity or whatever, I find somebody funny, like that is like my innate primal order, just like drawing me to that. That's, then, the, that's the force, by the way. That's right. the now, that's the will of the universe. That's, we don't decide who we're attracted to. We don't decide what we're interested in. It's an inner, it's like an inner intuitive pull. Yeah, I always feel like, um, I always just like think about like a lion being like, oh, look over there. <laughs> yeah, and you are, and that's the thing too, is like, it's interesting that you brought up like getting inward rather than external, because you are a hunter. You're the type of guy where you're gonna figure out what you want and, tr and go get it. Yeah. Somebody made that observation the other day about I was engaged in another activity and um, I wasted no time. I, I saw something that I would like that had like caught my eye and then it wasn't like, well, like, uh, I don't know. I was just like, boom, like, you know, essentially like galloping after this gazelle to like tackle it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's something about you that you're aware of right highly aware i mean but i got to be careful though too man because where i can get in trouble just in all of my affairs is i can see something that externally looks really shiny 
and just immediately be drawn to it and go after it. And then, you know, I, I come up onto it and it's not what I thought it was or the experience was not what I was particularly looking for. So I need to be like a little bit more deliberate before I just like spring and like go after it, right? Because then I've wasted all this time and energy. That's why I love what we're doing, dude. That's why I love conversations like this because I really do think if we, I really do not, I, I, I truly believe in my heart I don't know what's best for me and I really don't know what I want. I have ideas, but more important than that, what I'm interested in is having an experience I enjoy. Right. And so like, I want to feel like, I want to feel so close to reality that reality, like this is the idea like, I wrote about this the other day, but making friend with reality means what happens is what I want. Yeah. It's, and so it's, it's like, I want to get my expectations out of the way, my results out of the way, my future out of the way. I want to feel like things like, I don't know if like, if I think of myself like a, like a sun or a star and like there's planets and people and things orbiting around me, I want to really become, I guess, like a fucking, uh, like a, like a Zen Buddhist star or some shit to where I can just, I can sit and be chill while, while things come to me or through me or around me and just let things happen as they, as they will, you know, like, but, but, and there in lies like, I'm different than you. You're, you're not like, I'm wired weird, dude. I'm fucking weird as shit. I've always been fucking trying to solve the inner issues of who I am and myself. Like I've been doing that for years. Uh, you're a man of action. Sometimes to my own demise though, right? Like, I would need to be a little bit more tactile and like tactical with my approaches to certain things. And by the way, I hate you for saying you wanted to be a star because I have that scene in, uh, in Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he's like, you're going to be a star, a big, bright star. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like, it's like gravity. It's like um, you can't fight gravity, right? So I want to get the nucleus of my own inner gravity or inner source, right? That's the meditative and mindful practices, aligning myself with source. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that, that has stuck out to me so far is not quite understanding exactly how powerful the mind is. Huh. I mean... He, he threw out some like very simple figures to help us understand about exactly how powerful our mind is. And it's like, uh, I think you have 200 million nerve fibers in your brain and then 200 billion neurons to like fire off and like conduct these actions. So what that says to me is there's a lot of space um, inside my own brain in reality that is left unexplored. And what's intriguing to me now is being aware of certain situations that I, and behaviors and actions that are going on in my life today, realizing that I probably should pump, pump the brakes, continue to, uh, before I start again, going back to the conversation before I just see something shiny and then just immediately like my, my hunter instinct to go after it, I need to be still to kind of evaluate more of what's going on turn inward and then rather than just chase something let my own innate force 
uh, guide me to these things that like will ultimately enrich my life um, beyond anything I could have imagined. Right. So you want to have a more conscious experience. Yes. So, so it's almost, I can relate to that a hundredfold. It's like the, you asked me like, what was the biggest kind of toughness of starting this practice? It was like, this book is called waking up. I've got so much mental programming that's fucked up. Like I kept falling asleep. I didn't right. realize I was doing things that, that I'd been doing forever that continued to harm me. Right. Like what? Like, fuck. Uh, I kept, well, one was the art. Like I was trying to art my way out of it. You know, I was trying mm -hmm. to write my way out of it, podcast my way out of it. And even when COVID hit and I went all in with the meditative practice, there was plenty of days where I fucked up, dude, because I was like, oh, fuck, I'm doing the, I'm doing the stuff the way I was doing it before. And I know it's not the answer. Um, I feel like that scene <clears throat> right now in my own life, I feel like that the final scene in Fight Club where Tyler Durden has now like, you know, he's figured out he is both, right? He's both people. Yeah. And he's now consciously aware that he was the one that set all those things in motion and like everything's like blowing up around him and everything's going back down to zero. I feel like that's where I'm at in my own life, right? Like, again, I want to reduce everything that I think I know down to zero. And instead of thinking, I want to just be. Right. Like I want to I want to tune in and be more cognizant of like smells and sights and touch. And and I want to feel those things rather than like think, I, you know, like I could eat a steak today and, and I want to feel like it's the first time I've ever eaten steak. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like that's the, the, the biggest challenge about all this stuff was coming to terms with the fact that I caused the reality that I wound up in. That right. It was all because of the stuff, the way I was living, the things I was thinking, the things I was doing. It was, it was painful, but it was liberating because I knew then all I got to do is, is just be different, which is damn difficult because like we were saying, we're pro I'd programmed myself to be the way I was and I kept falling asleep. You know, I kept falling back into the programming and the process of waking up itself. Like that's why it's, you know, it's a guide to spirituality because there, it's not real spirituality isn't all woo woo like everything's great all the time it's like literally like getting muddy and learning on a daily basis what what uh i guess what we've learned what we learn about how we interface with the world the the things that cause me discord I, i'm not going to know what those are unless i get it if I, unless i try unless i try to do things different you know unless i'm halfway aware you know, and um, the whole waking up thing, dude, is like, for me, it's like in the mornings, I, I can, I, I can get lost in doing, like, I remember I used to wake up, I remember this was one of the, a mantra that I'd learned, you know, probably about a month into the COVID when I was making progress and starting to feel connected with this mindful meditative practice. And it was like, I, I started feeling momentum coming from it about a month in. And I remember the mantra I used to wake up with was I just want to be different. 
because anything that I can conceive of, of who I am or should be or could be or whatever I'm aiming at is taking me out of what wants to be. So I can't, I can't conceptually conceive of the guy that's going to be here tomorrow or it's me. It's me doing that. It's me running the show still. So the meditative and the mindful practice is, is teaching me to recognize, like, be aware that like this organism that is Adam, this thing that's having feelings and thoughts and ideas, none of it is actually me. You know, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, you know, in the meditative space, you go deeper you, and the layers keep going. You keep getting, you keep feeling more in touch with the, the entirety of reality itself. It's no longer, I no longer feel, feel separate from anything when I did for the longest time, dude, like for the longest, I thought I was fucking different and I had to be a fucking weirdo and a sad boy all the time. Definitely not sad. Definitely not sad. We don't have to be. <laughs> And that's the thing that was like, if like, I don't know, like, I got some more notes here, dude. Um, but yeah, dude, the idea that we know, but we don't know how we know. Do you feel like labels, pe- labels that people have given us or like jobs or titles, how do you feel like that affects like our experience, right? Because for a long time, man, like I was a personal trainer and like just that title dictated a lot of my behavior and like a lot of my actions and like even being an athlete growing up, man, like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I love sports, but it was like, I love sports because my parents wanted me to do it. So it was just like, all right, well, fuck it. Like, you know, if I'm going to do this, I might as well be the best at it. But man, like if I, you know, if I could have done a lot of other things, I probably would have, I would have been into some all different type of shit. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Like, do you feel yourself? Cause I, I just know from, I just know identification, any sort of labeling or identifying is taking us. It's, it's, it could, it's not good. Like, cause I'm yeah. not, I'm not my career. I'm not my house. I'm not my car. I'm not my bank account. You know, none of these things are coming with me. And none of these things are anything anyone can really see unless I'm projecting them at people. And even then it's an egoic expression of look at this. Right. So I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I think for me, man, like I need to, whatever I'm doing, I obviously need to be focused in and, uh, invested in and try to be the best that, that I can be right. Like I don't want to put half-assed measures into anything that I'm trying to do, but I also think that it's super important for me to, at least from, from what I'm discovering to, I would rather enrich my life and have a life full of like experiences and travel and like all these other things versus to be like 89 and realize like, yeah, I've got all this wealth, but like morally and spiritually and like I'm broke. Like that would be a personal hell for me. And I I just don't like, that's not again, like innately, like I'm not, I'm not attracted to that. Like, and that is kind of the trajectory that this, this has set me off on is, you know, I'm always going to be okay right? Like in life, like I'm always okay. Even when I think I'm not okay, I'm okay. And 
I just want to move and be able to have like these experiences that enrich my life so that I can take those and like bring joy like into the world. Like that's really just what I feel compelled to do is like bring joy into the world. Yeah, same here. And and one of the things I've had to get over is is how I think it's going to show up. What how I what I think it's going to show up as. Right. I thought I was supposed to be a tech mogul. You know, I thought I was supposed to be a published author. I thought I was supposed to be a rapper, right? And none of those things brought me happiness. None Do of those. Do you believe in failure? None of them brought me joy. What's that? Do you believe in failure? Uh, I think if we're breathing, we've succeeded. Agreed. Uh, Great answer. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. And honestly, part of my issue is like, I don't. I don't know when to quit and it seems that things have to get really painful for me to, to fucking stop, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I've got a high threshold for pain, emotional and physical. Well, not so much physical. I'm a fucking baby at the dentist. Dude. I cannot stand the dentist, but emotional pain. It's like, I, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm a, I, I like, I, 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 there's part of me that like that, What's it called when you like love pain? What, what's that? What do you call a person that's like into the fucking guts and the gore? Like a masochist. Yeah, I'm a masochist for my own feelings, right? Because any sort of pain that I'm experiencing emotionally is selfish because it's about me. Right. And so I'm like, I, to, to the detriment of me, I love myself to the point to where it's an issue. Like I'm so fascinated by how I think and how I feel that I've had to learn how to let go of it. You know, like it doesn't serve me anymore. Yeah, that's tough, man. I know that where I've been is not where I'm at and it's not where I'm trying to go. So it's important for me to let go again back to what we were talking about earlier it's important for me to let go of these ideas that i think i have about who i am and like what i've been through because it's already over with it's already happened like and if i allow it i can choose to hold on to those things those experiences and they can essentially distract me and weigh me down from moving to where i should ultimately be which is right here, right now, and on the on the path to waking up. And um, man, I'm so excited, bro! Like I, I'm like literally excited uh, to progress through this book. And I know at some point spirituality like will be introduced. That concept has got to be because the way that he has stepped it throughout, um, it's got to be around the corner. Yeah, that's funny because the first chapter was spirituality. And he just kind of gave, he gave, he just gave the context of like, I guess, like what meditation was and how he was going to bring us through the book. And then on the second chapter, it really got into the nitty gritty of the mystery of consciousness. It got to like the, the scientific neurological ramifications of, of how brain functions, even when it's displaced, like the real world application of splitting a brain which was very difficult for me to comprehend. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> he started talking about like removing parts of the brain and like how they could function if you, if you disconnected the, 
pathways that that held them together to exchange information how you would be if you if you disconnected that and how each one of those sides of the hemisphere could function and it was it was like wow okay like we're going there man i just had a new i just had an idea dude well like, i was so also i was so confused with that section and i wrote this note down and I, all i had was questions and i think i just got them answered by, after what you shared so yeah my the first question was split brain what the fuck was that so <laughs> so the two hemispheres of the brain can have their own ideas of what they want question yeah. mark and that's supposedly and this is what he was saying was supposedly that disproves the idea of a soul and then or that the two hemispheres from our brain are individual souls is what he was saying is like essentially like every person has the ability to be the consciousness of, of a millions of potential souls. Yeah. And that's when I just realized, I think I realized what my idea uh, was. Maybe there's just one soul. And if we can clear ourselves, it's like when poets talk about how the, the poetry just kind of flew into their mind and they caught it real quick, but it was going to go to someone else that they didn't. Hmm. There's a story about this one poet who was driving or something, and, he, and then one, a, a, a poem came to him, and he was like, I can't do it. I'm driving now, dude. You'll have to go to someone else. And he let it go. It's like that. Like maybe, that, maybe like what we think are, is our soul is really just a friction that gets created between the, um, I guess, the, the ethereal idea and our human filter. So when I think about Brad Knoll from Sublime singing one of his songs, it's like these songs kind of came through him and he worked them out. And it's capturing something godly, but it's in the wrapping of his humanity. Right. And that's the same with, same with fucking the song you sent me this morning, dude. Fucking um, uh, Make Yourself, Incubus, Brandon Boyd. Dude's, dude's a fucking conduit for something, bro. Like... I don't know how he does what he does. Yeah, some people just have that gift and that talent. Um, and I feel like a lot of people get stuck there, right? Like, I know I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of chasing things that I think that I want, and I'm not necessarily using, like, these innate talents and gifts that I've been given in the proper way. So it's like I'm showing up to do a job, and it requires – x y and z tools and i can't quite figure out why i'm unhappy until i do this introspective work to figure out like oh yeah like i'm bringing the wrong tools to this equation like i'm not meant for this i'm meant to be on this completely separate path um and that's tough man that's tough to oftentimes accept you know like i'm not these things anymore and like move in a different direction where I really have an opportunity to grow spiritually, personally, and professionally in all these different levels. And a lot of people, uh, I shouldn't say a lot of people, I should say myself, that's really difficult to do. Have you had any hiccups this week? Like, have you noticed anything specific? You know, not really, man. Like, with everything going on in the world, it's really easy to... Um, just be focused in on like what I've, what I'm trying to do here. Right. Like, um, where normally if I was 
in full season of my job, man, I would have been, you know, probably gone till November this year, off and on, in and out of people's lives and my own, you know, and uh, so I'm grateful for the opportunity. Um, and that's where I'm at. And, and I'm grateful for, like, the God-given gifts or the tools or the talents that we've gotten, that we have, like, not needing to use those to find my contentment. But, like, yeah, it's like, what is it? I'm, Steph was fucking, fucking Stefan, dude. He was, like, he was asking me if, like, I was pissed at Andrew Luck when Andrew Luck decided to not be a quarterback. And all these fans are pissed at Andrew Luck for retiring, right? It's like, bro, dude, like he's a human being. Just because he's good at throwing a football and he can play football really well doesn't mean that his value is any way diminished because he wants to take care of his body and his health. Like just because we're good at something doesn't mean that's what we're supposed to do. I 100% agree, man. And you could, I would say that you can be really good at something, but that's not your higher purpose. Like I could be really good at, you know, making shoes. But like in reality, like maybe I need to be a professional surfer, right? Like it's a very broad example, but, but I also believe that the universe has this very interesting way to like nudge us in these directions when I know like innately to my core that I'm not satisfied or my palate is not being um, fulfilled. I really believe that there is a, a the force that will kind of like nudge me in the right way and like guide me into these zones that I need to be in. Um, it's been my experience, honestly, like if you look at my life seven years ago to present day, it's radically different, radically different. And that's, what's so interesting about all this stuff is because dude, I was, I was, you know, I had to figure out how to assimilate what we did, what we started doing seven years ago uh, into Oh, I into, into, I mean, it's just not enough for me, dude. Like I got to have stuff beyond what we did seven years ago. And I, I mean, banging each other in a car. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but like, cause I'm sure people are like wondering like, what did they do seven years ago, dude? <laughs> but uh, Wouldn't you like to know? Yeah. Wouldn't you like to know? You should have been there. Um, but yeah, it's like the, the knowing that there's this, this, path or this these sets of principles or these these processes or these ideas these meditative and practices that we can do to me it's like I finally have something that makes me want to wake up and get better at or get closer to yeah man I think what I'm really attracted to is that again I, I want to reduce myself down to zero and rather than like this is the state that i'm in today rather than waste all this energy pursuing things that i think that i want i would rather be still and hyper focused inward and then let the things that are supposed to come to me as just a natural progression of like doing this work and meditating and you know seeking um I would rather be still and let those things come to me rather than exert all this energy and try to like forcefully collect these things. Cause that's what I try to do as well, man. Is like, I try to collect things, experiences. Um, I try to have people in my life and it's like, man, <laughs> like I'm done fighting. Huh. 
I'm done fighting. Like I'm not going to just waste all this energy, right? Because even if I was in nature and I was a lion and I'm going after all these gazelles that I think I want and I don't capture them, like I'm exhausted and I'm essentially sitting there starving and like, man, I'd rather just sit back, you know, with my paws crossed, like looking for like the perfect one and then like move. Yep. Yep. It's, uh, it's letting, it's letting, yeah, I'm, that's exactly where I'm at too, dude. That's exactly where I'm at. Well, dude, we've been going, how long have we been going? What is this? Probably like an hour. About an hour. Do you have any more notes before we close up with, we got the chapter. Next up is the riddle of the self. Ooh, can't wait for that one, dude. Riddle me this. <laughs> riddle <laughs> of the self. Um, yeah. Any, any final thoughts or anything? Man. Um, if you're listening and you, and you're thinking about it, stop thinking about it. You're here. You're, you're, you're already in. Yeah. And if you want to express that thought, you can hit either of us up on our pages, wherever you found this comment or send a message. Cause that's one thing we didn't talk about, but like, just for me, like, it's one thing bringing things to awareness, you know, and, but I have to output. So I have to like, if I'm confused or I, or I have a thought that I, it's all expressions, a big part of it, I feel like. Yes, I would agree. And I, I'm glad we, we, we touched on that. Um, because I know, man, I, like I said, it was, it was amazing. I, I told you I had two people hit me up and were like, man, like really enjoyed the conversation and, you know, was just super grateful. Like, thanks for doing that. And I don't want to, you know, what would be super rad. I don't want to have expectations. I'm just saying and putting this out there, what would be super rad is that other people picked up the book and started to like join in this discussion, whether it's on social media with us or, you know, whatever, maybe have a guest somewhere down the road. I don't know. I'm just saying I would be intrigued to have this conversation because these conversations are things that I love to talk about. Yeah. And every, and everyone's, that's the thing that about spirituality that's so cool is it's an individualized experience. Your experience is going to be different than mine. 100%. And so anybody else who's on this path, they're going to have some really interesting things to share. And, and like, I'd be interested in hearing about too. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking at the end of this book, we should get like secret uh, Jedi decoder rings. But then I just remember they did that in Spaceballs where he's got the Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, they're yeah, done. Schwartz is bigger than mine. Dude, think about that. If we had like each book, we got like a pendant of that book or something and on a decoder ring. And we could just be like the fucking Power Stones, dude. Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, dude. We're so well read. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Thanks for tuning in if you're listening still. Um, and we'll be back next week. We're going to go into the riddle of the self. So if you want to go pick up the book, go grab the book, catch up with us. Uh, be as confused as us. That chapter two was a right. <laughs> chapter Meditate two. and then destroy us. Yeah, meditate and destroy us. But, yeah, this has been the Salty Bro Book Club. Love it, dude. Looking forward to chapter three. Yeah, women are allowed, by the way. Women, we are, we are gender neutral. Anyone can be a bro. Salty, salty bro, broette. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, 
What's how are we gonna right, up, dude? I'm gonna drop a song. What do you, what song? Hmm. I don't know. I think that make yourself was pretty good, bro. All right, I'm gonna come up with something. I'll make sure that it doesn't get flagged by the, right. the tube dudes. You're on it. Actually, I'll probably have an idea and I'll send you something. Okay, cool. We just can't. The copyrights are, are on our ass, dude. No, they let us have it though. That was so simple to get that clear. Like we're not using this for any profit. Like.